everyone, you're listening to episode I Have Till 5, referee of the Attitude Era podcast. Uh, I'm Kevin, hello, uh, joined as always by my good friends and confidants, uh, Adam. Alright, Adam. Hello, Kevin. Are you ready for some fully loaded? About as ready as I'll ever be, I think, yeah. There's a lot to talk about here, really. There was a reason why I forgot the name of the pay-per-view. Yeah, we'll get, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Billy! Are you are you ready? Have you got your hand on your joystick? Are yes, you in the I cockpit? Do. Yes, I do, and I'm I'm ready to get fully loaded. Yeah, get fully loaded. Well, you're listening to the Attitude Air podcast. If you listen to us on iTunes or on Stitcher, get ready, because it's time for fully loaded. Uh... Questions. Are you and your brother Kane? All I want to know is where the hell you're coming from. The answers lie within one man's tortured soul. The ramifications, however, are far broader. For what if blood does indeed run thicker than water? Will Stone Cold Steve Austin survive the hellish reunion? Will mankind be adopted or left abandoned? Will Mr. McMahon become the patriarch of the family? And what if the Undertaker's contempt for his brother still poisons his soul? Will he and Stone Cold temper their animosities towards one another and stand side by side as champions? Will Mr. McMahon be able to stomach an ungodly union between two defiant renegades, both hell-bent on destroying the very foundation of the empire he has so desperately tried to preserve? Questions. The Undertaker just nailed Kane! But did he intend to hit Austin? Tonight, the questions will be answered. But will the answers themselves become questions? Right, there is the promo. And first of all, I have to say I'm well properly disappointed. Yeah. I'm confused. Very confused. Very confused. Yeah. Now, we alluded to at the end of the last episode the fact that they're doing the whole whose side is he on thing with Kane and The Undertaker. They clearly don't know what they're doing. They're clearly like, they know that in a few months they're going to have a certain match, but how they're going to get there, it's anyone's guess. And like the last few pay-per-views, we've had the real epic, may God have mercy on their souls. This one ended with the line, will the questions become answers? This one was basically instead of, we will witness hell on earth, it's like, we don't know what's going on. Well, look, there was an extra bit to that. Was, we had, will the questions become answers, and will the answers become questions? That makes no sense. It doesn't. Ludicrous. It doesn't. Will the answers become questions? Probably not, because the answers aren't in the form of a question. <laughs> they have not got question marks at the end of them. That sums up this entire pay-per-view quite nicely, I think. Just it's confusion. Should we call it a day, then? Yeah. Should we go? Yeah, <laughs> done justice, really. Yeah. Um, fully Loaded coming to us live from Fresno. California, the crystal meth capital of the world. <laughs> it's sold out, but that is not really a big thing when you consider that there is less than 9,000 people in this building. It is like, it, did you not notice how small the, 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 yeah. the venue was? It looked it, but I didn't realize it was that small. Less than 9,000. It is, I think, the smallest attendance of the Attitude Era, any of the main, because this is, I know it's an in-your-house show and it's blah, 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 but this was a full-price pay-per-view. It was a pay-per-view. It was a show. Uh, less than 9,000 people. It's like crazy how small it is. Considering how 
they were properly kicking Nitro's ass in the ratings, so it was the talk of the town yeah. at the time, and that this was the building they chose. I didn't. How odd. But I think uh, the, the theme throughout the night is that WWF basically don't think this. Sh- they're basically admitting they don't think this show is very important. No. Sounds like it, yeah. Sounds it's more like about it. SummerSlam, really. This is just yeah. to get there. The amount of times they mention SummerSlam in this pay per view, but I don't, I don't think they say the name of this pay per view more than once. Things like, Welcome to Fully Loaded. Never heard of again. And that is why I forgot the name of the pay per view last time. <laughs> <laughs> it is their fault. Um, not much has been happening on Raw other than the Brawl for All tournament has been in full effect. Um, I think at some point we might do a bonus episode discussing that awful, awful concept. That should be fun, yeah. I think, well... <laughs> I don't even know what it is. So. Yeah, well, settle yourselves in. I think that is a bonus episode, which we'll probably do at some point. Uh, also a big thing, Sunday Night Heat has started up as well. So... Uh, all the important storylines going on there. Um, <laughs> first contest of the night. It is Val Venus versus everyone's favorite man. It's Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Venus comes out straight away. This is his first pay-per-view appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got his amazing Titantron. Oh, I love yeah. his Titantron. Titantron. Yes, an amazing Titantron. Oil coming up. Yeah. He's dressed his little purple Purple hats. helmet on. Because it's like his, he is a hard willy. Yeah, this, yeah, this is the first dick. time I think I've ever actually seen a Val Venus match. I've, I've played as Val Venus on uh, WWE 13, but uh, this is the first time I've ever see, uh, seen him in the flesh. Yeah. So what do you think to the man? Um, I don't understand him. I don't understand where the gimmick came from because I just wrote Val Venus and in brackets a sexy man. That's that's what well, he's that's trying. That's, yeah, what, he's, yeah. that's what he's trying to go yeah. for. But I want to know how they came up with the gimmick because obviously they had HBK left and yeah. he was the sexy boy. So did they say, well, we need a sexy man. We want to get bigger than the, than the boy. More of a porn star than a sexy man. Yeah, no, it was, kind of it was like the first time, like you've had guys before who were like, you know, enamored with themselves, like Rick Rude and Shawn mm. Michaels. Yeah. But it was the first time when he's like, this is a sex worker. <laughs> he's yeah. going to do some wrestling now. Um, <laughs> the one thing about v- Val Venus is that he definitely tread the fine line. He was one of those Shades of Grey characters. Yeah. Mm. And even like Val Venus, like a year from now, which is maybe when you maybe would have first seen him, uh, Adam, he's mm. like pretty much completely different to how he is now. He's He tones down so much so quickly because yeah. they yeah. realize like, I mean, Val's promo here it is a sexy promo. But he tries to whip his knob out yeah, straight, so yeah. straight away. Get it's his like, dick whoa, out. you know, calm down there. Hello, ladies. <laughs> you know something? I'm about to do something that I have always wanted to do. California, here I come. <laughs> well, yeah, so Val Venus is, is there cutting a sexy promo, talking about being up all night. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler is very excited for Sable, which becomes a recurring theme Doesn't on yeah, commentary. It's the only Sable. thing he talks about. Fucking In annoying. case you don't know, Fully Loaded is the bikini contest, which is actually the way they promoted this uh, yeah. show. This is the Hell in a Cell of this paper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tune in to see the bikini contest. This is one of my favorite moments here coming up. Uh, you know, Val is doing his promo, and he's obviously going to get interrupted by Tennessee Lee because he's coming yeah. out with Jeff Jarrett. Just before Tennessee Lee comes out, you can hear him go, Ready? Ready?
of the support mechanism that uh, promoter Tennessee Lee has put into, into place here for Double J is uh, pretty intimidating. Now, wait a minute. It's not support mechanism. It's not backup. When you're a star, the magnitude of that man right there, Double J, you got to have bodyguards. you got to have people keep the adoring fans at arm's length. And then he goes, oh, 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 Tennessee I couldn't stop laughing because Jeff's got Tennessee Lee and he's got Southern Justice as yeah. well who I'd mentioned before and uh, he's Jeff there so imagine all these guys and Jeff's got his guitar and his silly hat all these silly looking men all by the, the rampway and a man in a cowboy just going ready <laughs> it just makes me laugh um, do you want to know something very tragic and sad not really but go on Oh boy, it is the last appearance of Tennessee Lee on this podcast. Yes! Uh, Tennessee Lee, uh, shortly after this on Sunday Night Heat, would accidentally cost Jeff a match, and Jeff would be like, I don't need you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm de-emphasizing the country western singer part of my gimmick, and you don't fit anymore. So <laughs> that was the end of him. So he kept Southern Justice, who were kind of like his heavies. But yeah, Tennessee Lee, leave the memories alone. Close the door behind you on the way out, please. Yeah. <laughs> he leaves a, a gaping hole in the middle of the card, does Tennessee Lee. Yeah. Uh, it's one, le- one less thing for you to be infuriated about now, Adam, I suppose. But don't worry, because this pay-per-view is full of things to be infuriated about. Yeah. So we get then Yamaguchi-san coming out, to point out for the record. Uh, although, like, only one person pointed out how completely wrong I was. I thought the kind tie knob chopping off angle happened at King of the Ring. It didn't. It actually happened the night after this. Yeah, so, so we haven't were, had the PP. Yeah, so that's yet. why Yamaguchi-san comes out, and his, Yamaguchi-san is meant to come out, and he basically has one line, which is meant to be, tomorrow night on Raw, we're going to do something. And that right. was the, the whole knob yeah. chopping off thing. But good lord, this man has got a several words before he gets to the point. <laughs> he is reprehensibly bad on commentary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yamaguchi-san, the reason why he was in that position was because, and he did very well for himself over the years, was because he has good, in, you know, he has perfect English. And that's why he, he got a good career for himself, because he was able to, you know, liaise between English talent and Japanese yeah. talent. Mm-hmm. And he think he worked for New Japan or All Japan or whatever after this. But he is so bad on commentary. He is lost at sea. The, yeah. the, the only thing I can remember him saying is just whenever Jerry mentioned his wife in Valvinus, he just said, oh, please don't say that. That's the only commentary he Jerry said was throughout. being quite cruel, yeah, constantly bringing up the wife situation. There. Which is, yeah, they're meant to be like heels together. Yeah. At the start, it's like kind of, I can't wait for you to, to teach uh, Valvinus a lesson tomorrow night and Ron. And he's like, shut up, Hamburger King. <laughs> 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 he's on your side, you dolt. <laughs> This is great. Jerry Lawler goes to him, does seeing Val in action like this make you angry? And he goes, no, 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 no. He actually says, no, it doesn't make him angry to see Val in action. Genius. He's meant to, just for you don't know, what happened was that Val had revealed to Kai and Tai that he had actually put Yamaguchi-san's wife in one of his porno movies. Yeah, one of the sex types. Yeah. In terms of wrestling angles, it doesn't get much more serious that's than that. That's pretty personal, like. yeah. That, that's, that's, the, that's the wrestling angle that South Park make fun of. 
it's it's kind of weird. I, it's unfortunate. It's one of these situations as well where I think you've got a pretty decent match going on in the ring, but I can't focus on it because this commentary. Well, is... the camera's pointed towards the commentary desk for nearly the most of the match. And yeah. 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 is like looking ring. all over the place. He doesn't know what is going on. It's uh it's weird. Um, Tennessee Lee stops the money shot happening at, at one point. He bonks into Jeff Jarrett, possibly uh, foreshadowing them, uh, right. them leaving. And then Val rolls him up, wins. Uh, Yamaguchi-san vows revenge once again. That is yeah, that that's is more or less. Yeah, yeah, another dull opening, really. Dull opening, and it's odd as well. It's like, why would you not have a fight member? Of, imagine Val Venus versus Dick Togo. I'm just saying. Yeah, that would be yeah. fun. That would be really fun. I and his name's his... Dick Togo as well. Val can work oh with that. Oh my god, that would have been a bit. He could do stuff. I'm just saying. It's like if you're embroiled in a feud with people who want to chop your penis off. Where does Jeff Jarrett come yeah, from? Yeah, why is he no idea. So yeah, there you go. Uh, what did you make of Southern Justice coming out I there? I don't know who they are or why they were there. I know they just about came Southern out. Justice. They used to when? be the, the Godwins, the pig farmers. Right. One of them went on to become Midian. Midian? Yeah. As in Naked Midian? As in Naked Midian. Billy, you can look forward to that one day. We'll uh, get to that soon. No, sure. you will not look forward to seeing <laughs> Naked. Because when you saw that big burly looking motherfucker, I'm sure the yeah. first thing you thought is, can't wait to see him naked. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to think of Southern Justice. They just sort of came out, and then Kai and Ty came out. There was a lot of people actually around. There's a lot of confusion. Yeah. There's a lot of confusion between me and Adam, because me and Adam watched it together. And at first, it was like, oh, Val Venus is hit, and here's Jeff Jarrett, and here's Southern Justice, and, and here's, here's Kai, and Kai and Ty. Ty. Is this Val Venus and Jeff Jarrett versus Kai and Ty? That's, that's actually, what we, yeah. th- that's what we yeah, thought we it was. We thought it was a, a handicap two on three or something. Well, probably would have made it just as made as much sense, pretty to be much. honest. Yeah. Like. Probably more sense. Uh, next time on the 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 penis chopping angle. I mean, that is that's pretty much what like the most infamous thing Val had ever done. Mm, yeah. what, what do you think about it? The uh, the whole choppy chop the pee thing. I love it. I think I, it's I hilarious. It was hilarious. It was ridiculously over the top. But, but he puts on like the kamikaze bandana and chops <laughs> a, a big piece of bologna with a samurai sword. <laughs> right. Uh, I I just I think it's hilarious. It was funny, but I don't know why. When I, I remember seeing it as a child, it was on like some sort of recap or something. I didn't actually watch it when it happened, but. I remember seeing it and just being a little bit weirded out by it. You actually see Val Venus from behind, like getting his arms held up and everything and being They strange. like crucify him, kind of. Yeah. They handcuff him. Then to you the... see him with a big samurai sword and they go to swing and then it just suddenly cuts out. And I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's really horrible. He just got his penis chopped off. But thankfully, what was it, last minute shrinkage? Shrinkage. Shrinkage yeah. saved him eventually, yeah. yeah. So, uh, makes yeah. no sense. Very attitude era moment, I think we can say there. Uh, we got a brief shot of the Hart household, which will be the scene for the showdown later on in the. Dungeon match. A static shot. A that static we keep returning shot. to. Yeah. And uh, I completely forgot the dungeon match was actually in this pay-per-view. So we were just watching and just going, What why are we what are we why are we at Stu's? What's Hart's going on at Stu's house? Like, What's happening Owen Hart, like, back in his bags, like, <laughs> Alright guys, I'm after the pay-per-view. See you tomorrow. <laughs> uh, the Hart family house is still there. That's basically what they're saying every time when they show there. Uh, now we get D'Lo Brown versus X Buck. D'Lo had beaten Triple H for the European title a few weeks ago on Raw. So this is the big thing that like D'Lo had finally kind of broken out as you know he's now he got his first goal, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. and he's kind of and like the European belt like if you look at the people who are holding it it was like Shawn Michaels Triple H those kind of it was belt, yeah. pretty prestigious back then but this is obviously the start of it becoming a lower card yeah. Yeah. belt and he's facing X Pac but it's not for the belt because they're saying that uh, D'Lo refuses to put the belt on the line. Yeah. But then they, they, they would trade the belt back and forth loads over the summer. It's one of those things that's just really, really? hard to keep track of. Yeah. Like, and it really devalues a belt when you just 
you know, switch it around loads. They do it now with the Intercontinental It does, belt. but I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean they had to switch it around tonight. They could have made it like a championship match anyway. I don't. I I always hate non-title matches at pay-per-views. It seems so weird to me. Yeah, with you're, the you're champion paying, and his obvious challenger. You're as well. paying to watch this pay-per-view. I'm sure the least you can see is a title match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. these title change hands, and then like just have it like last to, time. Where it could it's be like, a defense. It, goes back you know next day at Raw you know yeah. it doesn't have to change hands it, just, it could be a defence but it just seems silly that they're not actually putting the title yeah. on the line and they're going on saying like, oh it makes it unpredictable when we're like doing stuff like this but it's not like it's just no, it's, it's, it's a pay-per-view yeah. I don't want to see a Monday Night Raw match on a pay-per-view yeah that's true um, get two signs straight away we get uh, what's wrong with D-Lo's neck um, <laughs> what is wrong with D-Lo's neck well, he comes <laughs> out and he's shaking it like mad he's proper going for did it did they do it here where they said that because he's European champion he says like his he was now from like Milan Italy he would come like from a new uh, <laughs> and then he turned the camera and was like oh yeah that's right I'm European now so I'm going to be from a Europe you know uh, <laughs> D-Lo Brown like properly going for the European title yeah. gimmick I like that and then the, the other sign we had was uh, Lawler killed Kaufman Jesus. Yeah, I saw that. That's Which was a, a very sign. strange sign to see. It's actually funny because, yeah, it was this around the time that they were shooting for the movie. They were off uh, TV for one week, uh, JR and Lawler and Jim Cornette and Shane McMahon actually did the commentary. Really? I'd like they to were hear away. that. It was a bit awkward because this was like before Shane was a character. Yeah. And, like Jim Cornette, like. Jim Cornette is always really funny anytime they brought him in commentary and Raw. They did it a few times when, like, King or JR wasn't available, and he always is such a short temper. <laughs> like, there's a part, I think it was like a couple of weeks before this, and he's on for like a brief spot on commentary, and he's talking with JR about whatever happened in the ring. He's like, oh, I can't believe Owen Hart just did that. And then all of a sudden, the pay per view card comes up and, you know, starts running through the matches. Mm. But he's still talking about Owen Hart, and all of a sudden you hear he's going, Well, how the hell am I supposed to know what's on the sc- Well, Owen Hart's probably going to be at the pay-per-view. <laughs> it's like, well, that is going to get me well sold on the pay-per-view. A really angry man. <laughs> I find it hard to imagine Shane McMahon on commentary. My only experience of him is uh, WWF attitude. Tangled up. Oh, slammage. Picture perfect. They tangled. Off the ropes. Into the ropes. There's the tie-up. That connected. Kane takes him right out of the match. The Undertaker is out of it. He's in another time zone. The proverbial shoes on the other foot now. Off the ropes. Into the ropes. Against the ropes. The bounce <laughs> off the ropes. Locking horns. Shame it, man. Every time I leave the ring in WWE Attitude, you don't have to say that I'm too afraid. Okay, <laughs> it's rude. But anyway, um, Xbox coming out again, dressed in the uh, DX colors of red and black. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. I liked when he did uh, his three crotch chops for the uh, fireworks and Jim Ross went one, two, three. That was cute because he used to be called the one, two, three kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, nice, yeah. nice little. Uh, little uh, D-Lo rocking the chest protector as well. Which, yeah, uh, that's yeah. his thing now. It's his thing it does look, I do like the ring attire of D-Lo. I it's do like cool. it. It look, does they, look cool. They are still making a point as well at the start of this match. They're still going on about his pectoral muscles being torn, so yeah, he has still, got a reason to wear the armor yeah, still. still yeah, they're talking about uh, Jim Ross is like, the torn pectoral muscles of D'Lo Brown, can you imagine? And then Jerry Lawler's like, speaking of pectoral muscles, Sable! Ah! Yep, and then we get ten more <laughs> minutes of Sable conversation. Pretty nice match in the ring, although there's a lot of rest holes for a short match. Yeah. yeah. And then the crowd start chanting for China at one point when they're in the headlock, and I'm like, Lame. that is a bad, bad... Because yeah. X-Pac and D'Lo Brown, those are like two of the guys on they're the They're the best mid-carders, really. Yeah, yeah. they can yeah. both go, and they're chanting for China. Yeah. D'Lo looks damn good here. He's really tough and stiff looking. when he was like, beating the shit out of X-Pac in this Yeah, match. it's good that he actually gets like a bit of a chance to shine away yeah. from like The Rock and all that. Yeah. I mean, you could argue if there was any... like. 
obviously with the exception of The Rock, but if anyone like broke out of the nation, it probably would be D'Lo. I mean, like he did like yeah, yeah, I'd agree. You know, for the Attitude Era, he was like solidly in that like intercontinental European position. Yeah, out of it. But True. Uh, yeah, I got a nice bit of back and forth. But again, we get another rest hold, which is like the match is like seven minutes, and I think there's three rest holds. I don't get it. Is it because Xbox is still like a little bit injured? It could be, I guess. But I mean, some of the moves he's doing don't really say that he's injured. Mm. He gets a lot of uh, whiplash on his neck, so he looks all right. D'Lo does the uh, moonsault again. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, absolutely unbelievable. The he whale that. salt. <laughs> <laughs> that big motherfucker flopping through the air. Proper fat fuck. Um, yeah, take a shot every time Jim Ross says the word pectoral. Fucking hell, mm. he says it yeah, a lot. Yeah, pushing it in this match, yeah. Yeah, uh, but they never mentioned Dan Severn, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, like, he has the credit for it. If like if you're gonna have someone, you know, I've always thought if, if someone's gonna be injured and like have a gimmick that he's injured for ages, would you not have it that you keep mentioning who injured him? Like who broke Bob Orton? You know, Cowboy Bob Orton, Randy's dad. Yeah, he had the gimmick that he had the broken arm for like three years. Right. But I don't know who broke his arm. I think that you, I should know who broke his. Arm. It would make more sense. I think the reason yeah. why Jr. keeps mentioning it is because D'Lo himself isn't selling the injury. Like you know, he's meant to have torn pectoral muscles, but he just there's one moment he's he popped does. on a little bit of armor and he's okay again. Now, I think so. the, the gimmick is that like. Oh, it's already healed up, and he's yeah, just yeah, using he's just this. making a big deal. Yeah. Out of it. Yeah. which I suppose uh, makes sense. Uh, Godfather uh, causes the distraction after the Bronco Buster, and Dilo hits the sky high, which is a fucking sweet awesome move. move. What what I like about when they uh, when they X Pac uh, Bronco Buster is just before, just as he did it, they cut to the. Uh, uh, instant cut replay. The, cuts it instant replay, so it was you really small. It. You missed the finisher. It was really it's co- small in the corner. It's like the curse of DX in 1998 is that no one knows that what their finishers yeah, exactly. are. How many times has Billy Gunn went for the famouser and then they're just like, oh, no one cares. You know, yeah. It's weird. It's like it's odd. When when does a finishing hold actually finally get recognized as a finishing hold? Yeah. It's no like idea. Bronco Buster doesn't even get it here. But uh, yeah, so we get the sky high. D'Lo Brown wins, and uh, yeah, pretty all right match. Yeah, it was it's okay, all right. but again, D'Lo won. So why was why it not on... put the belt on exactly? The line? Put the belt well, no, on the line. I, I swear that we heard when we were watching it. Delo saying that was for the belt. Well, obviously, oh, running right afterwards. afterwards. Yeah. This is him being all like, you know, now I've won. Oh yeah, that was for the belt. I would have given the yeah. belt. You know, it's just him being a character or whatever. Yeah, know. I did like that. If that was yeah, kind I of did like funny. That. So yeah. the belt should be. I know Delo is like he's proper funny because like when he won the belt, he like couldn't believe he bought Triple H, and he was just looking at the belt going, what, I won, I, I won the belt, <laughs> you know? and now he's all like, of course I'm the champion. So yeah, Delo was fucking awesome here. Uh, cut to the crowd we get a shot of the mysterious and handsome stranger who has been appearing at WWF yeah. events it's young uh, Sexton Hardcastle aka Edge yeah. who has begun appearing yeah. in the crowd mysteriously who is he what is he doing why has he got little promo videos of him screaming and running around on trains <laughs> <laughs> um, while Edge had these these like uh, vignettes and stuff uh, you know that you think you know me vignettes uh, apparently at the time Raven who was in ECW was, or he was in WCW? Sorry, was very pissed off because he thought that the Edge character was a complete ripoff of his uh, Raven character. Really, the whole like you know loner sitting in the crowd, yeah, no yeah. one knows why he's there. Edge obviously went on to become something completely different, but I mean, entirely different. Yeah, well, I don't know. Do you think it was a bit of a? I can see shades of you know there's similarities between him and Raven, but you know there's not really that much there. They're completely different guys, really. You didn't invent uh. sitting in the crowd, like did you? <laughs> Jerry Lawler. Very randomly, out of the blue, just between these matches, just goes. There's no tan lines on Sable. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah he's, there's no tan lines on Sable. You know why? Because she does everything under the sun. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh 
lot of Sable talk going on here. Seriously, I'm getting yeah. very, very sick and tired like, of hearing about Sable. You, you said take a shot uh, every time you hear the word pictorial. You can mm. also do the same with the words Viagra <laughs> and Sable with this uh, pay-per-view. You could actually... It, don't If you want to watch this at home, like... Don't. don't no, I'd, I'd say go, but make I'd a drinking game out of it. Like, Yeah, that's true, actually. This is actually the most drinking game pay-per-view they've put on. Uh, we got a shot backstage of the WWF.com crew telling us that Undertaker hasn't even shown up yet. I don't know who these two guys are, except the guy, in the, glasses, the, the guy in the glasses looks like Roger Daltrey from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's um, <laughs> Dr. Tom Pritchard there for those keeping track of No home. idea who looks that is. Like, no. uh, looks I, like I know Dr. Kevin Kelly. He looks like an idiot here. His little shitty pencil beard, you know, just drawn onto trying, his face. Trying to uh, go I, no, I have no idea who these he guys are. Ridiculous. Well, they give them the important jobs. Yeah. Uh, Manning WWF.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're, they're keeping an eye out for The Undertaker, aren't they? Because Undertaker hasn't showed up yet tonight. It's like a um, last-ditch effort to add intrigue. He's obviously going to show up. This like. is the running storyline of the night, is Undertaker is late for work. He hasn't yeah. turned up yet. And everyone's like, where's Undertaker? Is he going to show up? Or oh, maybe Austin's not going to have a partner tonight. Maybe Undertaker's going to turn on him. It's like, he's not arrived yet. Just give him like 10 minutes. He'll be here. <laughs> I thought it was like a rib on Bret Hart, who apparently notoriously showed up very late to all pay-per-views in three right, days. Okay. <laughs> but I can't prove that. Uh... Holy random tag teams, Batman. <laughs> I swear to fucking God, literally, names out of a hat. This is like bonus team for Chikara King of Trios level of yes. randomness. Uh. Farouk and Scorpio, no idea why, versus Bradshaw and Terry Funk. Now, this is weird as fuck because Scorpio, uh, who was Tuchel Scorpio, and uh, he was right. also, he was Flash Funk. But he was in ECW for a long time mm. as Tuco Scorpio, and he had just come back as kind of like a talent exchange dealie. He's fucking amazing. Scorpio is an amazing wrestler. Never got a proper chance or a proper run anywhere. Still going. He's nearly 50, and he's still fucking amazing. Wow. Does a Good 450 job. leg drop, so there you go. Yikes. Yeah. Check out Tuco Scorpio. He's fucking awesome. But yeah, Scorpio and Terry Funk had been tagging before this, because after Funk and Foley had parted ways... The idea was that Terry Funk was taking, you know, Scorpio under his ring and they were kind of alluding to the ECW connection or whatever. But for some reason, we've got Bradshaw, who's with Terry Funk now, and Farouk with Scorpio. Farouk, since breaking the rock's neck, has not literally been on TV. So yeah. it's just a complete random tag match generator here. Don't know what is going on. Yeah. Get a little moment beforehand where Terry Funk announces it'll be his last match. For six months. For six, six months, months, yeah. Gentlemen, I'm just wondering, are you men ready here tonight to face an undefeated tag team. Hey, JR. What's on paper is not always important whenever it comes to professional wrestling because it's what's right here in your heart. And I'm going to make an announcement right now that this is going to be a, my last match in the WWF for, a, let me in on this? for a while. A for a while, for possibly six. Six months? Yeah, six months. Six months I'm going to take off because I've had a rough go up here against Mick Foley and the WWF competitors. And I'll tell you what, my batteries need recharging. Recharge your batteries. Yeah, I'm going to recharge my batteries. I'm Great. We all know not to trust uh, Terry Funk when he says it's going to be his last match. If he says, I'm going to retire, I wouldn't have taken it seriously. But the fact that he's literally saying, I'm going to retire and come back in six months. <laughs> <laughs> a bit more realistic for Terry Funk. Yeah, no, yeah. it's a kind of like, that is fairly it's realistic. paving the way for the remainder of his career. 
It is so awkward because Bradshaw and Terry Funk have no chemistry whatsoever. They're looking it's in like opposite directions. It's, it's like they don't even know each other. It's like they've met for the first time. Of course they have. They never tagged before. <laughs> and, and yet somehow Bradshaw's pissed off that Terry Funk's retiring. He's like, "Oh, you can't retire. You're my tag team partner. What's going on?" We we've never had a match, so I, I'm <laughs> upset somehow. Absolutely weird. And it's like Terry Funk is like looking in the other direction. I think he thinks the hard camera is up against the other wall. And he's yeah. like, "Yes, that's right. I, I will be." Uh, uh, retiring for six months and recharge my batteries. Uh, I love Bradshaw, but he had not found his voice here, and he's like no. trying to be angry. He's like, "You, I'm my tag partner." Uh, nope, doesn't work at all. <laughs> uh, this is the last WWF appearance of Terry Funk until One Night Stand 2006. Oh, so no more Terry Funk. Though. Which is, I mean, I think Terry had a nice little. He did. Nice but I was hoping to see more of him in the Attitude Era. But yeah, but yeah. oh, I mean, well. he had he had some really cool moments. I suppose he had moments before WrestleMania 14 as well. Mm. Yeah. But it was weird that yeah, Terry Funk had appeared at like you know Royal Rumble 98 or whatever, and the, like the time he last time he'd appeared on pay per view before that was like WrestleMania 2, and now the next time he appears on pay per view after this is 2006. It's like Jesus Christ, like like Doctor Who or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, Quantum Leap is probably a better uh, description for that. Bradshaw is refer- referred to by Jim Ross as a horse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bradshaw is fucking huge. He here, is huge. He? Yeah, yeah. He's his, gigantic. His, his ring attire is so dreadful as well. Uh, it's, it's the it's, ghost. It's I like, and I like the old cowboy. Stan Henson oh. cowboy rope and hat like chap. He looks like a member of the Village People. <laughs> Don't say that to Stan Henson, it'll knock your fucking eyes. <laughs> uh, watch your watch your tone, mister. Uh, it's very strange to see Bradshaw and Farouk as opponents, I thought. Yeah, yeah, we got a little bit of that at WrestleMania 14 yeah. in the Battle Royal. But uh, yeah, it's really weird seeing them opposite ends of the team. Farouk looks so out of place, doesn't he? He looks like he looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. He's wearing yeah, his, f- he's wearing his nation gear I still. I feel so bad for Farouk, because like this is truly the sign that's like now. Well, don't know what we're doing with him. No one Just gives a shit about him. Tag team match. Oh, what I hate about this is like they're clearly like, well, this tag match, has, tag match has no build. Let's try and put an angle together to make it sell. But yeah. it, you know, it's like you can't, you can't jam in a. Oh, my mentor is leaving for six months, and I'm upset. You can't do that in a minute before the match. Yeah, yeah. For a brand new tag team. Uh, Terry Funk is mouthing off like a motherfucker here. I was going to say we do actually have my grunt of the night in this match. Hooray! Uh, uh, Thirty-four minutes and nine seconds into the pay-per-view, Terry Funk bounces off the ropes and goes. <laughs> This is really long, drawn out. Yeah, it just sounds man. like a, a dog growling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he says after every second or so move, Terry Funk goes, "I love you, son of a bitch," <laughs> which uh, which I love. Uh, Bradshaw is fucking. He takes. I think he takes liberties with Scorpio. To yeah. be honest, mm. he does a super backdrop on him, and then he gets up straight afterwards and power bombs him. Yeah, it's like th- that Killing is the him. those are the maneuvers, and that is the sequence of a man with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> um, Terry yeah, is is very grunty, uh, but the, the announcers don't even care about this match. They start talking about Taker. Uh, yeah. You know, saying that, oh, Taker's the conscience of the WWE, so why isn't he here? Blah, blah, blah. No one cares. No one cares. Either turn him heel or don't. Don't fucking drag it out. We do get a cool little moment where Brad, um, sorry, Brad. Brad! <laughs> Brad! My name's Brad, Brad Shaw. <laughs> Hi, my name's Brad Shaw. Hey, this is Brad. It's my buddy Rook. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Brad. Acolytes Investment Agency. <laughs> Brad climbs to the top rope and then uh, he goes to do a jumping attack and Fruit catches him and turns into a massive big snappy body yeah. slam. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Really cool. It's nice to see them being stiff with each other. Exactly, yeah. As yeah. opposed to being stiff I was kind together. of expecting a moment where like, you know, they'd look at each other like, hey, you aren't so bad or something and then shake hands. But yeah. Do you like powerbombing people really super hard? 
Yeah, me too. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, let's form a tag team. We also get an amazing clothesline. That's, that's oh. after the uh, oh, that's, that's after the match. Though, yeah, before oh, is that after the match. Before that, we get a nice boring chant from the crowd. <laughs> and the best thing as well is that when the crowd start chanting "boring," what do you do as a, as, a, as an announcer? You talk over it. You know, yeah, that, that's Cover what you do. Cover it up because it's very a boring chant can easily get lost as just ambient chatter. Yeah, and they start talking over it, and then Jim Ross just goes. Crowd letting us know what they feel about this match. Jesus. Why would you draw <laughs> the worst attention thing you can to say. it? Like? I think that's Jim Ross saying what he feels about the match. Then, really. What's a shame, because obviously they're trying to get Bradshaw over, aren't they? That's the whole yeah. point of this match. Yeah. Bradshaw, I think, was good to was good to go here. I think he could have been yeah. a, a solid mid-carder. But yeah, I think so. Yeah, Scorpio hits the 450. Sweet move. Defeats his mentor, Terry Funk. Mm-hmm. Would have been, I think... This match would have worked if they had Terry Funk versus Scorpio. They would have had a nice match, yeah. and there would have actually been a mentor student. Well, they had nice moments. They shook hands before the match, and they shook hands afterwards, and everything. Well, so they've been tagging for three months. I was only there was clearly respect and shit going on there, but yeah. you know, there was no need for respect Bradshaw and Farouk. Respect and shit. Yeah. <laughs> no need for Bradshaw and Farouk. So Bradshaw is pissed. So he turns heel basically here. Yeah, yeah. He hits that sick lariat on Scorpio. Kills him. Kills, Literally kills him. Kills Scorpio him. turns 360 degrees vertically in the air <laughs> from a clothesline. How he didn't land, land on his head is yeah, I know he could have been decapitated. Is beyond me. Uh, next night on Raw, Bradshaw is on commentary in a random match, and Jr. is like, "Why were you like? Why did you turn heel?" And he's like, "You ain't know nothing now, Jim Ross. I don't take care of business." That was it. <laughs> nice Don't o- see- Owen Hart reasoning then, really. They, well, at least Owen Hart fucking appeared on TV as a heel then. Bradshaw literally just didn't do anything for a few months. Yeah. The Brilliant. next time we'll see him, he'll be uh, forming the Acolytes. But we'll get to that later on. So, silly, silly, silly. And also as well, Bradshaw would have worked as an amazing face, but I think pff, wasted, yeah. wasted potential here. It is Giacomo Mania. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The two big balls, sorry, bulls, <laughs> of the World Wrestling Federation are colliding. Vader and Mark Henry. Good God almighty. Now, I absolutely pissed myself <laughs> yeah. at the opening of this match. Because you get them, you know, they're squaring off and everything. The bell rings. And then <laughs> Vader runs straight towards Mark Henry. Mark lifts him up, nearly falls over, places him back down again, and the two wobble around for a couple of seconds. I think we rewound it like two or like three times. Like a couple times. of weebles. Like just gonna go <laughs> and if you guys play Mario Party, it's like you know the mini game where your your character is rolling on a ball and you bounce off. Each other. <laughs> right, this is what this is like. Who thought this was a good match? It's fucking diabolical. <laughs> That's two bags of meat and shit being thrown at each other. <laughs> no, seriously, Vader, right, is, again, he's, he's keeps being put into this shitty position where it's like, how he's, is he meant to like, get over as what his character is? He's being yeah. so underused. He's proven, oh. like, so many times, like, how good he actually is. And, and Mark just, Henry, Mark Henry, like, I, Mark Henry, since, like, 2011, I think he's really, like, stepped his game up and he's done some really cool shit. Mm. His, his uh, world title belt run, I really liked in his matches with, with Danny Bryan. I think he's actually come into his own. But Jesus Christ, it fucking took him long enough. They signed him in like '96, so yeah, it's taken yeah. him around 15 years <laughs> to figure to out what he's good. doing. Surprise, surprise! Two years in, he was fucking rubbish. He yep. is green as goose shit here. He is so bad. Uh, <laughs> when Mark comes out, Jim Ross goes. The captain of the 1996 United States Olympic powerlifting team. Mark Henry. Shocked the world when he joined the nation several months ago, but here's a guy that has a 957 pound squat 
to his credit, no jokes, King, please. What do you a 903 pound deadlift and a 501 pound bench press. In other words, he could probably almost pick you up. Because, uh, as you all know, we'll probably discuss later, uh, Mark Henry and shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go hand in what hand. What a tangled web they weave. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've said this before to you gentlemen in confidence about different things, but this match is like watching a car fight a bin. <laughs> Henry tries to sunset flip Vader. <laughs> Oh. What was he thinking? Vader is very, very, very obviously calling spots as well. Bellowing spots. <laughs> Shouting spots. John Cena-ing spots. Uh, he looks over his shoulder every time he's going to do uh, a move. Like, he's, like, unsure if it's all right. Like a bowel child who's snuck a biscuit out of the kitchen. <laughs> it's like he does a big punch and he's, like, looking around. He's like, what is he waiting for? It's, yeah. oh, it's so, so bad. Bad. Uh, we get a power slam. And the 156 body splash in this match from Mark Henry. Who wins it? And the crowd literally don't care. They go, oh, it's a really awkward one, two, uh, three. And then like, but they'd done the spot. Silent. They had done, like, he won with a splash. They each had done several splashes beforehand. Yeah, yeah. So how's the crowd going to be like, oh, no, mate, splash number four. That's he, the one. That's the one. That's yeah. the killer. That's the killer. You know, it's... It's silly. I mean, you can do a big guy versus big guy match. And what you do is you just like, they don't, you, you do like Hogan Andre. Yeah. You don't do anything. You you fucking hot yeah. dog and you ham it up. And then in the end, you do a slam or a splash. And a then it's move. like, holy shit. But the first offensive maneuver of this match was these lads trying to pick each other up and <laughs> yeah. falling over. So yeah, not a match of the night. Afterwards, Mark Henry's all, that's what I do. And I'm all like, well, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> This is the worst match uh, of the pay- of the series so far of the Attitude Era podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah I'd be inclined to agree. Pretty fucking bad. Uh, this is literally, I think, one of the worst matches I've ever seen. Poor crowd. Poor, poor crowd. Because it could have done a nice little show here. 9,000 people. Nice little hot show. Nice could intimate have, little show. Could have really... They could have sent out some, some guys and just had some good matches. But instead, they just did these forced... Awful angles that no one cared about. More to come. More to come. Yeah. Back to Dr. Tom and Kevin Kelly discussing uh, Undertaker. Still not here. Still not here. You yeah. get a nice shot of Vince Russo walking around in the background <laughs> with his papers full of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I bet he's really happy with how that match went. Uh, Kane's music hits. And Paul Bear, Kane and Mankind come out uh, to discuss just, I don't know, to kill a bit of pay-per-view time. Yeah. yeah. We thought, I thought this like I thought this why are we having the, the main event? Yeah, yeah. Main event I thought all this was the match. 
Uh, well, see, it's strange. problem with the main event isn't like a tag match. It's not I, a main event. I was going to say, yeah, straight away, just saying this now, because they've been building up to this main event all night. I've never, ever, ever been excited by a tag team main event match. I can't no. get into them. No. To me, WWF title should always be the main event. I can't get into this. The tag team titles is the biggest match on the card. It's I bullshit. swear to God, they've done it a million times, and it is my most hated thing when they're like, oh, no, man, the world title program needs the tag belts. It never nope. should need the tie belts. John, John Cena has like held the tie belts multiple times with his opponent in like who's going. He's been tag champions with Batista. He has been tag champions with like Shawn Michaels. They mm. always do this, and it's fucking stupid and it's lazy. And also, as well, as much as you don't like them, Billy, but in terms of merchandise and popularity, the New Age Outlaws were the most over tag team in all of wrestling at this moment. Mm. Why would you take the tag belts off them? Yeah, exactly. No, I, I agree with you. It doesn't make sense. And they were doing so well. With I, I uh, listened to a shoot with uh, Road Dog and Billy Gunn recently, and they're talking about the merchandise they're getting at this time. They got like a quarterly check for like fifty grand, and that wow. was just for T-shirts. Jesus, wow! That's like cr- they were they were actually making as much on merchandise as most of uh, the main eventers. So like, yeah, to just to take the belts off them in a very obvious. Sorry, kid, the main eventers need these yeah. belts. It just makes them look like chumps. Uh, Kane and Mankind are a, an odd tag team, but I like. I, I, I like it. I like it though. Yeah, it works for me. It works. They're I would just, have liked to see them feud with the New Age Outlaws. Would have been nice. Yeah, not gonna happen. Know? Yeah, no, that would have been good. Paul Bear cuts him a nice promo. Uh, pretty good stuff as usual from uh, from Paul Bear. Uh, Jim Ross refers to Kane and Mankind as the poster boys for pestilence. Don't think what that took compliment. off as a tag no. team name. <laughs> <laughs> then the New Age Outlaws come out. And they set up an angle for Raw. God damn it, it's the pay-per-view. Stop setting up angles for Raw. They're making Raw out to be such a big deal compared to the pay-per-view. We're having a non-title European match. We're having a promo where they're setting up a, a match for Raw tomorrow night. And then they they brawl and the crowd is dead. Because what do they think? The crowd are going to be like, man, I can't wait to watch this tomorrow night on TV. <laughs> I'm glad I bought these tickets so I can come here and have people tell me to watch TV instead tomorrow I'm glad night. I spent this money on the tickets instead of the TV guide. Because now I know <laughs> I was going to be on telly tomorrow night. I did say the last one was one of the worst matches ever. Yeah. But Jesus we can talk Christ, it. We've got a close contender coming up. It's the Legion of Doom, the OLD. 2000. <laughs> I think they've actually dropped 2000 from their moniker now. Have they? They still have 2000 OLD. Yeah, because they're old. Genius. Thank you. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and you they're, fighting, was, uh, yeah. they're fighting DOA. Can't yeah. even make a pun out of them. No. Nope. They're fighting the BAD because they is rubbish. <laughs> And Paul Ellering is Paul in the corner. Paul in the corner. Yeah. I've been looking forward to talking about this for <laughs> some time now. This is another one of these buried over fossils deep within the realm of the Attitude Era that sure as sugar ain't going to appear on any DVD anytime soon. <laughs> uh, Draws, who had been associated with the LOD, had kind of disappeared a little bit. Sonny had been released because of drugs. And it came out at the LOD. They came out on TV and they're like... Which is how usually how they do promos. But what they were mean to say was that they were bringing back Paul Ellering, their manager, who had been their manager all throughout like the 80s and their original run in WWF. Now, Paul Ellering, in addition to being their on-screen manager, was their real-life manager. So there's this kind of nice thing that, you know, they'd been saying that, oh, the LOD are shit now, blah, 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 blah. So this is the whole thing. It's like, oh, we're going to get you know, back on track because we got Paul Ellering back. The first thing I'll say about Paul Ettering, I think you might agree with me on this. He looks fucking badass. Yeah, yeah. he looks he's cool. He's got his fucking sunglasses. He's really unique. He's got he's fucking jacked as well. Uh, so, yeah, it was cool. Comes out on Raw, 
and he's like, yeah, yeah Paul Ellering's back with the LOD. They're going to, you know, get shit together. And then immediately, literally, before the, the microphone warms up in his hand, he goes, my new tag team is DOA. And then the DOA appear and beat up the LOD. So we're like, whoa, 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 what the, slow down, what's happening here? It's like, he's back after, after 20 years. No, he's betrayed us. It's really, really confusing. So he's aligned himself with the DOA. And I suppose most people at this point were wondering, why would you come back after all these years? Yeah. To betray your Only taxi. to betray your best friends. Would you not stay at home doing whatever it was you were doing? The thing is with Paul Ellering, like putting myself in the position of like all the fans of the Attitude Era, and the position I was in when I saw this kind of stuff originally, you have to think, say you don't know Paul Ellering was the original manager of DOA, mm-hmm. there's this man that comes out with... Um, no, sorry, original manager of LOD, sorry. There's this man that comes out with DOA on a, on a motorbike there's a little jacket on and he takes off his motorbike jacket to reveal underneath another jacket that says <laughs> Mr.com on the backwards. Yep. He's a little bald man with sunglasses and he's shouting a lot. Would you not just be thinking, who is this guy? Like, yeah. there's no sort of real, like, sort of I have consistency tried. to him. He's, he looked like a he's all over the place. Mr.com. What is that? I can't begin to tell you how much I've tried to figure out what his deal was at this time. He appeared, because obviously he, he betrayed his team after, you know, all the storied history, blah, blah, blah. And so the obvious, they put him on, on commentary on Raw. As you <laughs> for, do. As you know, as, you know as, as a thing to kind of like, will you explain to us why you've chosen the DOA? Oh, and yeah, betrayed that makes LOD? Sense. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, well, here we go now. <laughs> Old school master of the mic, a, a wordsmith. Uh, surely he'll uh, explain what's going on. And he proceeds to ramble incoherently for a good 10 minutes. And he doesn't make a lick of fucking sense. From what I've gathered is, he describes the LOD as being old horses. And he's like, Jim Ross, when you have an old horse, there is two things that you can do. You can either kill it, or get rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, I have chosen the DOA to be my minions. My disciples, look at them, Jim Ross. They are twins. I only have to program one mind, Jim Ross. I am Mr.com, the era of the web, the era of the internet, the era of DOA. Here, come out bikes, not laptops. (laughs) (laughs) What is he on about? He, fucking hell, he's fucking insane. No, I just didn't understand at all. He had been away from wrestling for like 10 years, and I think he's like... I think this is what wrestling is. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wears jackets with Mr.com. He's got his jacket that says Mr.com and he's got goggles on as well. <laughs> he looks like a baddie from Action Man. <laughs> Wasn't you said he looked like he, he looks like a, I said he looked like a burglar then <laughs> and then Adam yesterday when I just said that. But Hamburglar. The Hamburglar. The Hamburglar. <laughs> Paul Ellering is the Hamburglar. <laughs> <laughs> we need to start compiling all of these lookalikes like a Gordon Ramsay and Double oh, J picture. <laughs> Paul Ellering and the Hamburglar. Now, not to distract from the match. Uh, please, can we distract from the match? I, 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 don't, I don't know what happens in this match. I don't remember any of it. I don't I've written one word for this match and it's shit. I've literally written shit. I can't it's, remember who won. It, uh, uh, DOA uh, won. Great. Right. The highlight of this match is Paul Ellering. 
Pretty much. He's basically, he's like, right, I haven't done any managing in 10 years, so I better make up for all the interference spots I haven't done the last 10 years in this seven-minute match. He interferes 156,000 times. (laughs) Every every single uh, Irish whip where they bounce off the ropes, you can see him in the corner of the camera trying to just grab... You know he's failing. Just like... You know know when you've got like an odd number of controllers and you're playing uh, SmackDown or whatever... And your mate is like, kind of, oh, I don't want to be against you, or whatever. It's like, well, you can be my manager then, you know. And then he's always interfering, and he's interfering every five seconds. This is why he's like your prick mate who doesn't <laughs> know how to tell a story in a wrestling game. <laughs> um, he goes at one point. Hawk is put up on the ropes, kind of like you know, in a, in a hangman spot. Yeah. And he goes to like do a, a cravat, like grab the neck and pull it down, and he just jumps and completely misses him. Just goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks and ridiculous. then he's like, he just kind of looks around like this, like Repo Man, like trying to make sure he's killed. <laughs> Repo Man, that's who he yeah, reminds me. Actually, yeah, actually, definitely, definitely Victory. Repo oh, Man. Yeah. He. Uh, he makes Hawk and Animal look like complete pussies as yeah. well. Yeah. Because there's one thing you're saying, video. He's doing the trip up spots, but when Hawk goes to the outside, he fucking clatters the shit yeah, out. Yeah, Ellering's like proper punching him in the punching, face, punching, kicking, like he's stiffing him. He like yeah. he, and it makes him look like a complete bitch because he's meant to, burying the LOD. Well, it's like the manager is not meant to actually be more physical yeah. <laughs> than than the guys. So yeah, uh, DOA do twin magic, and they win with the DOA DDT. Yeah. Wait, it's just one of them does a DDT. Brilliant. That's a great finisher, isn't it? Uh, I hate the DOA. And I hate, <laughs> I hate the LOD as well. I hate LOD as well. Yeah, I don't want any more of this, please. This match is the f- fucking awful. Disciples of the Apocalypse come out on motorbikes, and LOD come out, not on motorbikes, but wearing motorbike helmets. Yeah. Genius. Well, I, I don't get it. LOD used to come out, came out on motorbikes back in like 92. Oh, really? That's the most interesting. <laughs> is that why they're feuding? <laughs> no, they're interfering because it's the era of the internet. <laughs> Fucking AOL and shit going on. I can't be managing LLOD anymore. <laughs> Either kill a horse or get rid of it. <laughs> Can you imagine some old farmer going, well, it's like I always say, either kill a horse or get rid of it. <laughs> As as LOD are slowly going to the back, they've clearly missed their cues because Vince McMahon like walks out right in front of them. <laughs> Vin Mac comes to the ring to cut a promo. Uh, it is a speech which he has actually done uh, several times. It's the card subject to change speech, yeah. yeah. Which is you all think X is going to appear tonight, but you know if you, if look, you look at the if you look at the program where you take it, it says card subject to change. Backlash two thousand, he did the exact same speech when Steve Austin was meant to make an appearance. Oh yeah. And I was actually really disappointed to see Vin Mac actually uh, recycle material. And this yeah. is a pretty shitty promo. It is, yeah. Not All he's saying happens. is Undertaker might not turn up. If he doesn't, Brooklyn Brawler will take his place. Everyone's like, well, Undertaker is going to turn up, so that is go They're not going to put the Brooklyn Brawler yeah, no, with Stone gonna, Cold. It's ridiculous. They're not going to disappoint I don't, I don't, I don't even of... know who the Brooklyn Brawler is, and I know they're not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not going to disappoint these 8,000 fans. Yeah. You know, yeah. They've clearly be stopped right on this stage. Now it's time for the dungeon match. It's uh, Own Heart versus Ken Shamrock with Dan Severed as a special guest referee. On paper, this should be the greatest match ever. However. Yeah. However, it's in a basement. It's in yeah. Stu Hart's dungeon. This, as a kid, when I saw this, I was so disappointed. Because all the way back to like when they first used to talk about it, I used to, I used to watch like... The old, like, you know, WrestleMania 3 on video and stuff like that my friend would have. And Jesse Ventura used to always talk about the Heart Foundation coming from the dungeon. And they'd always put it over, like, the dungeon. Oh, you know, this is where all the, the top guys get trained. And I just, in my mind, 
I didn't imagine Ned Flanders' rumpus room, yeah. <laughs> which is basically yeah. where this match you takes not, place. You should not have seen the dungeon. It's it completely kills its mystique. I, the dungeon yeah. should be like the trapdoor in Trapdoor. You shouldn't actually know. There what shouldn't it looks be wood like paneling. Down. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wood paneling and like a little bit of a green tarp on the floor. I, uh, I do love the moment though when uh, Owen Hart's down there, and then it cuts to uh, Ken Shamrock <laughs> opening the door at the top of the stairs, just standing in the shadows, just, just a going, silhouette. <sighs> <laughs> walks down the stairs. It's such an they, amazing shot. I can't remember. Do they play their music? No. no. Oh, no they don't. It's, it's so just funny. Ken Shamrock just in silence, just screaming <laughs> to Ken himself. Ken Shamrock with his phone like that. <laughs> <laughs> I got a polyphonic ringtone. Fuck it off. Um, yeah, again, people always talk that these kind of matches are just misunderstood. The other one is like the boiler room match that Undertaker and oh, Mankind yeah. did. And they're like, oh, there's no crowd and they can't feed off the crowd. So it's just misunderstood. It is a pretty dull match. It's a yeah. very... I mean, you don't have... If you don't have ropes... Yeah. You can't and, get momentum up. Yeah. Ken Shamrock, who we've established at this point, is Mr. Against the Ropes. Yeah. You know? And so he's pretty much out of his element here. Like, you know? It was weird, but it was still kind of a fun watch. It was still entertaining. It was stiff as hell. And, like, they both took a proper beating. And it was unique, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at this point, I was getting pretty tired of watching this pay-per-view. So it broke it up a little bit and gave yeah. me a change of scenery. You get to see yeah. people getting thrown against wooden floor. You get to see people hanging off They monkey. did do some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Though, like, you know? Hanging off pipes like monkeys. Yeah, that was cool. And Owen, Owen grabs onto the uh, pipes over. The Hurricane Rana. Does the, does the Hurricane Rana, which is which is really sweet, yeah. Um, yeah, so this is like Shamrock's first kind of match after his well, his first kind of pay per view match after becoming King of the Ring, and they have been doing some pretty cool stuff on Raw, which was that previous Kings of the Ring were like challenging him, and like Mabel, you know, Viscera came back for one night. Wow. Because he was the 1995 King of the I Ring. I did not know Mabel won the King of the Ring. That's ridiculous. Uh, to this day, I think he's the only King of the Ring to be crowned, and the crowd are chanting ECW. The <laughs> 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 also, that pay per view is the only pay per view that Savio Vega wrestled like 10 times on, or whatever it is. God. Yeah, dark times for the WWF. So, yeah, and they were putting over Shamrock as kind of like beating up the other kings, and Owen, when Owen had turned heel and joined the nation, he had done it by turning on Shamrock. So, this was them kind of. Going back to this feud, right, yeah. so, okay. so it was a pretty logical feud. Dan Severed is kind of the mystical now. Oh, is he with Shamrock or is he with Owen? No one really knows. So he just stood in the corner, looking terrifying, as always. <laughs> as always, uh, I would be remiss not to mention the fashion on offer here uh, this evening. Uh, Owen Hart rocking some nice halber zubas, <laughs> uh, which is German for half zuba style pants. <laughs> I have been trying very hard to get zubas. Uh, online, I want them you the really worst want way. Them, don't you? And I've got a fanny pack and no pants to wear with them. Like. <laughs> um, so yeah, Shamrock gets a KO seven with a pretty stiff kick, and then while Severn is down, Oben picks up the uh, the lightest dumbbell in the room. Yeah, and uh, KOs Kenny, teeny tiny dumbbell. <laughs> Shamrock, Shamrock is knocked down and like Owen basically like leans on him and then like just makes him tap and Severn's like, oh, ring the bell. Yeah, Owen wins, and then Owen just goes, yes. Woo! I out. did it on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Owen always picks the weirdest verbiage ever. I did it on my own. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. But he just walks out. He's what? What's just, his house? Just, 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 just walks out. Just leaves Ken in his basement, <laughs> unconscious, <laughs> with a man with a terrifying mustache. Owen just runs. I up. thought something very strange was going to happen as soon as the cameras turned away. What is that? Owen just runs up to the uh, to the kitchen. Mom, <laughs> I did it. I'm a black heart. <laughs> Yeah, I wh- tried being a nice guy. <laughs> Mom, 
I beat Ken Shamrock. <laughs> um, what? Yeah, what is going to happen to Ken Shamrock? I'm worried if he stays down there long enough, Stu Hart's going to come down. Oh God! Uh, what are you doing in my basement? You say you're an ultimate fighter. Oh, stop it! Stop it! I hate I Stu Hart. Stretch you out real good. Stop it! I know very little of Stu Hart. I really hate him. The less you know, the better. <laughs> Right, so we're going to talk now. It's The Rock versus Triple H. Two out of three falls match with a 30-minute time limit. So Jesus. I thought it was an Iron Man match. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is meant to be like, you know, not the culmination, but the big showpiece f- uh, match for the Nation versus DX feud. Yeah. And what had happened on Raw before this was the world famous DX parodying the Nation. Yeah. Of domination. Well, they all black up and they come out and each one member of the DX... Of the DX, of the DX. Each member of DX comes out dressed as a different member Except of the nation. Except China, right? <laughs> apart from China, obviously, because yeah. she's fucking, fucking, I don't know, not a team player. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it as a kid, and I thought it was really funny. Looking back, back, I mean, because I only just like I brought it to attention again by just sending you. Just, I've just seen this, and, and I'm like, I just, like, and I'm like, yeah, that's classic. And you're like, they're, Kevin, they're all blacked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but. Oh, yeah, they are blacked up, aren't they? <laughs> and proper blacked up. You know, the croc just came from the bathroom. The croc. And you should have smelled what the rock was cooking. <laughs> when it comes to the croc and the ladies, and the croc hits rock bottom, he has no choice but to lay that smack down on himself. Can you imagine The Rock? He's broken every piece of furniture in his living room right now. Hey, wait a minute. Look at this guy. Is that his nose or did he park a bus on his face? Supposed to be Owen Hart. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. Listen to that. It is Owen Hart. Did you hear that? So what? Nobody listens to me. Nobody gives a damn what I think. And what the hell am I doing wearing this ridiculous outfit? I look like a damn road sign! <laughs> what the hell am I? A school crossing? You know, I tried to be a tough guy, but I just couldn't grow my damn beard in. And you know what? I am not a nugget! I'm a black heart, damn it! A winner! A soul survivor! Woo! <laughs> Things are not well in Calgary tonight. That is Owen Hart. And if anybody smells what the rock is cooking, it's me. Look how big my damn nose is. (laughs) What the hell am I? An art mark? (laughs) What does the brother look like? An art mark? Bilo, look at Bilo. I know you're the world's strongest man, and the croc's got a hell of a body himself, but there's one thing... The people want to know, how do you get your pets to go all the way around your back like that? <laughs> oh, man. What he wants to know is how... Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouths and know your role. Nation, it's real simple. We got two words for you. Suck it! Well, not like... But there's, there's a... 
I'm not saying there's a level of blacking up which can, can be considered jokey and then there's bad. It's all bad, but they are as far over as you can get. There's different levels of effort put into the blacking yeah, up. and they yeah. put a lot of effort in. Except for, no, all right, we'll, we'll go, the, the Rock is being parodied by Triple H, who is the, the Croc, which is the funny because he's got the big uh, yeah. eyebrow and he does the thing where he's like, he's about to start saying something and then he starts doing the people's elbow and then he comes back and then he just continues making the same point. <laughs> That's probably the most I've ever laughed at Triple H uh, ever. Road Dog is D'Lo Brown as B'Lo Brown. Yeah, what does that even mean? Below par, I don't know. Uh, Jesus. Uh, but he has not really tried very hard in the blacking up process. He has literally rubbed uh, cola chubba chubs on his face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's not trying very hard at all. No. Billy Gunn is the godfather. He's basically just wearing a hat. Godfather was. I know this guy, they cut backstage and Godfather's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> he's like really pissed off. He's like, he's just wearing the same hat as you. Like, how dare he wear a waistcoat? How dare the man? Uh, then we've got X Pac as Mizark. Yeah. And yeah. he's properly blacked up. Yeah. Yeah. He is really. like jet black and he's yeah. got a big fat man suit on. I used to laugh so much at that as a kid. <laughs> I'm so. I'm, I'm sorry I was not a racist child <laughs> I did not think it was funny in that way but Jesus it just looks awful and then of course the, the show stealer in this in my mind is the, the young unknown the 21 year old kid Jason Sensation doing own heart he is so fucking funny uh, I don't know if you see him his, his parody of own he does his voice of him is absolutely perfect and he actually got signed to a contract after this oh, uh, because he was so he could do he could do Owen he could do uh, Triple H he could do uh, Austin he did a great Undertaker check him out on YouTube his story is a little bit of a depressing one in the sense that like you know he never really you know he never got it yeah. developmental and apparently he got bullied blah, blah, blah. but it was cool he had a cool moment and he got to be on Raw and it was cool to see a fan get that you know level yeah. of exposure what is awkward, there's two things in this uh, DX parody that always stood out to me. One is anytime Owen uh, is being mocked by, by Jason, and he is by far the funniest out of all of them, everyone else in DX has got their hands on their hips, and you can see them muttering to each other, going, who the fuck is this guy? How dare he be funny? Like, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, like they're like somehow the stars of the show. And then the other one is when X Pac gets the microphone. I don't know what you're cooking. Smells like Oh my. But I think I'll eat some anyway. <laughs> Which in isolation doesn't make much sense, but you see Road Dog and Billy Gunn literally fucking shit themselves. <laughs> they break themselves in two because what had happened was that Mark Henry apparently was partial to the old foot-long meatball marinara special from Subway and at one point someone, some some kid, some <laughs> one, two, three kid dropped a one, two <laughs> in Mark Henry's foot-long sub and because of the consistency of the sauce and the cheese covering. I love this story. <laughs> Mark didn't notice, and allegedly what happened was Mark came in, sat down, looked at the sandwich. You kind of, you, know, you ever see a fat man eat a sandwich? You always yeah. have the kind of over the shoulder, like because they don't of, want anyone to steal it off them. It's yeah, their sandwich. But they're also there's a self consciousness of yeah. them realizing I am a fat man about to eat a big piece. Hope yeah. no one's looking. Hope no one's looking. Hope I'm just taking a dump in this. <laughs> <laughs> he takes a big old bite out of it. 
pulls a bit of her face, looks over his shoulders again, and he goes, nah, swallows. <laughs> carries on. Carries on. And this was obviously the rib then. Oh, uh, X-Pac said, you know, I'm going to eat shit. So there you go. Mark DX, Henry eats shit. Mark Henry eats shit and race relations eat shit as well, apparently. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's the bill going into this match. Uh, it's you've got the belt on the line. Triple H and The Rock had feuded, obviously, because they were respective captains of their teams. I, I learned a stat online recently that The Rock had like defended the Intercontinental Belt like fucking ten times, oh, but really? it only actually nine of those he'd ever actually... Sorry, nine of those he'd won either by countout, DQ, or no contest, or screen. Oh, really? yeah. So The Rock is like pretty much a bitch. Yeah, He's yeah. not ever actually won uh, like a decisive a clean match. match. Uh, everyone was about to get into this match. So I'd read online a couple people going, oh, this is a you know, real gem, like, you know, real, like, you know... Oh, this is like a match that people don't know. It's, no, it's, it's not. No, it's, 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 it's shit. It's crap. It's shit. Crap match. Is the worst match these two have ever had. Yeah, I they agree. go on to like next month at SummerSlam. Great match, ladder match. Uh, in two thousand, when it was Triple H and Rock feuding for the world belt, outstanding matches. This is not one of them. Uh, so long. So long. So it's, long. The, the fact that they say two out of three falls, but then they say thirty minute time limit. Straight away, I know that they're going to go to the thirty minutes and have it a draw. Why yeah. not say Making it a complete non-match? Yeah. Why not just say it's an Iron Man match, yeah. or just yeah. say it's a two out of three falls match? They've Blazing. clearly yeah. The second you mention a time limit, you know something funny. Something screwy. Yeah. Uh, I counted the interference spots in this. There are seven. 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 Jesus. Seven. So that is an average of one interference spot every four minutes. Tedious, yeah. tedious as hell. Rock gets the first fall by the rock bottom. Triple H gets his fall by tri- by China DDTing Rock on a chair, which yeah. is what you said like last, last week. Yeah, making you know whoever she's helping out look weak because yeah. yeah. China's winning the match for them. It's an absolute horrible uh, match. After China interferes, Lawler says, "Women, you can't live with them. No resale value." And then from this, he starts waffling on about Sable again. Well, before that, he women. starts talking about Sable because um, Jr. mentions that it's Triple H's birthday the next day, and that would be fair. It would be fitting. If he if Triple H got the belt because you know it's his birthday tomorrow. Speaking to of which, birthdays. Speaking of birthdays, I want to talk about birthday suits. Oh, I want to see sables. And it's just just no tact. And they spent no five tact. minutes arguing, just JR and King bickering about sex and Viagra, and then eventually just JR says, You're confused, aren't you? And it just sums it up like completely. You can just tell JR is sick. Was JR like addressing the, that that pay-per-view? Was he just saying <laughs> fully loaded, you You're are confused. confused? There's there's also an amazing moment where um where you can tell that JR is just getting to the end of his tether with Jerry, and he just he just wants to go home. You can just tell, and he says so. He says to Jerry, you know, all right, the bikini match is next. You'll you'll get what you want. Yeah, shut that up. That is the strangest laugh from Jerry. He sort of goes. So he says, bikini match is next. He goes. <laughs> it's like it's not like it, it's not like his normal laugh. It's a witch laugh. It's, it's yeah. a horrible laugh. We'll put it in here. Like, uh, of course, actually, after each fall as well, there's the rule that after each fall, there's a sixty seconds for each guy to rest before. Yeah. Oh shit! I fucking hate that. They did that with John Cena and Randy Orton when they had a. Uh, had a an Iron Man match. It's like you should have one rule. If Brett and Sean don't need timeouts, yeah, why do you? You don't. Yeah. You just but, like because we're not as well conditioned as those guys. It's stupid. But you get the uh, the first fall, and there's a little bit of a silence, and obviously like everyone's yeah, the crowd's like gone very quiet, and everyone's confused as to what's going on because the guys aren't fighting. And then eventually Fink comes on the mic and goes, "Oh, we are now in the one minute rest period," and Jr. just goes, "Duh." <laughs> think on top of things again like you know even JR's joining in with picking Jeez. on the announcers now what is it with these guys hating announcers I don't know uh, they go out to the table table doesn't break which becomes a recurring theme later in the night 
yeah, you get your Triple H finally hits the pedigree, and oh, who would have thought it? The time expires before they hit the three. So mm-hmm. here we go. It's in a thirty-minute two out of three falls match is des- is designed by its very nature. It's meant to be like here. Let's get the two guys. Let's have them wrestle. There's so little contact between these two men. Yeah. Seven interference spots in one match. For, I mean. No. I know you, you were talking about last week you know, about oh, a lot of interference. I'm kind of like, well, that's the attitude era. Seven in one match. Seven. Yeah. That is absolutely crap. It's crap. It's a crap match. Yeah. Uh, it's, Terrible. it's crap. And no one likes to draw. And yeah, so there you go. The one thing I will say, though, is that the crowd did seem genuinely pissed off when they said that it was a draw. Yeah. Yeah. Like they didn't see it coming. Yeah. It's like the whole purpose of having a two or three, four matches is so that is decisive. And Conclusion. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Stupid match. Absolutely stupid. And coming up next, yay, it's the Brukini contest. Finally. Yeah. The build-up promo for this video is basically everything that's wrong it's with the worst. Yeah. It's, it's the it's longest promo on the fucking... Bitch. Skank. Oh! <laughs> you ain't got nothing under the hood. Because oh, <laughs> that's what Both of these women, Jacqueline and... And Sable, they're just awful. I hate them. Because they no that, mic skills at that, all. That's what happens, isn't it? When when strong, independent women like these are apparently meant to be, when they feud, they use puns. Yeah. And they settle it in a bikini contest. <laughs> oh, God. I, I mean, it's like, you know, I'm praying for, like, you know, the actual, like, fucking amazing wrestler, women wrestlers to show up soon. soon yeah. Yeah. But it's like two years of this fucking garbage. It's so shit. It's absolutely crap. The one bit about this I do like is Justin Runnels at the start doing mm. his uh, Christian gimmick. Yeah, don't understand this because last time I saw uh, Goldust, if I'm correct, is him carrying Luna Vachon yes. over his shoulders off. I, cause I, 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 will, I will explain the. Uh, I will explain briefly then the legacy of, of Dustin Runnels here. <laughs> uh, the night after that pay-per-view, because yeah. Vince was pissed off that dude loved it and win the belt, he's like, you know, ah, screw it, I'll get anyone to do it. Goldust, you've got a title match, uh, go. And people are like, whoa, Goldust is champion? That'll be weird. He's like, anyone but Steve Austin. <laughs> uh, Goldust loses. Pretty good match. Like, you know, main event yeah. for Goldust. It was sweet. And Vince was, like, really pissed off at him. So then he gave him a match the next week, which was him versus Kane, and Kane killed him. And then he's like, if you lose the next match, you, you will not be able to wrestle for the next three months without pay. So right. Goldust... Uh, loses his next match now has to wrestle for the next three months without pay and that's when he comes out then the next week and he's like you know I you know I'm not wrestling for no pay now so he throws the goldust uh gimmicks in the bin yeah and he's like you know I don't want to be goldust anymore goldust sucks like you're never going to forget the name of Dustin Runnels and he he burns it in the trash can it's a really cool moment but he's like why did I waste my life why did I try to live up to my father's expectations by, by wearing this stupid costume and all of you is a guy in the crowd going Cause you're a faggot, Rhodes. <laughs> you're a fucking faggot. Like, Whoa! <laughs> this is a taped show. Could you not have? <laughs> no, that's fine then. And then a couple of weeks after that, he was like, he won. He won a few matches, and he's like, you know, I'm winning now because of my faith. And that yeah. slowly morphed into right. him becoming an evangelical Christian right. and it's funny because this is before like the parents television council were on their ass for like you know being too sexy and all that they were actually foreshadowing what was going to actually happen yeah. to them they used to have vignettes before sexy segments which would be him going hi I'm Dustin Rhodes and I'm here to tell you that you should turn off the TV right now because <laughs> the next match you're going to see will be really violent and be bad for the family and then it's like, <laughs> very early right to censor almost yeah you know, yeah. it's a precursor to that yeah. and everyone would end with this was paid for by the televangelical Christians against movies entertainment and fun <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, that was him doing this here. He gets into a feud with Val Venus uh, coming up soon. Oh, well, that'd be quite fitting. Yeah, I, I love it. Bikini contest. Sable wins. There you go. Whoop de doo. <laughs> Mark Merrow uh, looked like an Aegis in that. Just jumping around going, oh, look at the bikini. Uh, yeah. oh, the, the one thing we did miss about the bikini contest is it's the only match I've ever seen at any WWE pay-per-view where they started off with the tail of the tape and they have like little pictures of Sable and Jacqueline next to each other. Yeah. And on it is things like height, weight, hips, bombs. Yeah, instead of, bombs. instead of bust, it says bombs. Yeah. And like they're all like really crudely written. Like, you know, it says a... Uh, Hips and it seems like you know Jacqueline. Slo- um, no, it doesn't say hips. It says butt. Oh, butt. Sorry, yeah. Because like, no, they, rounded there and are, jiggly, and the table is like hard and firm. It's there there is like you know like female measurements, which is like it's like you know chest, waist, whatever. Like you know that's that's fine. But like there's be like you know ass, ass and titties, yeah. <laughs> face, all right, I suppose. You know, so, oh. I, I like the bit when... Um, it's so misogynistic and so pervy w- and when, like. when, uh, when Jacqueline uh, shows everyone uh, her bikini and starts dancing around to Marvelous Mark Mary's music, it is the most unsexy music. Yeah, it's <laughs> it horrible. The, it is horrible. Next it's horrible to watch. Next time, right? Next time you get a, a lady, you know, and yeah. you, you're, you're doing, you're kissing and cuddling. Yeah. Just turn on Mark Merrill's music. If someone described your performance in bed as being Mark Merrill S, kill yourself! Oh, but there, 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 is, a, there is an amazing. There is an. I don't know, you okay? I don't know, you Properly broke me with that Mark Merrill impression. There's a great moment as well when. Um, when, uh, I think Adam is dead. <laughs> Sorry, guys, carry on. Mero M- tries to uh, cover up Sable, tries to put the coat on on, on uh, Sable, and uh, she hits him, yep. she slaps him, and then there's a moment where Jr. says, "Slable, uh, Slable, <laughs> Slable, <laughs> do that again." Right. Let's do Let's try to do that again. Take two. <sighs> this pay-per-view will be the end of this. <laughs> right. So let's try and do that again. Right, there's a moment where Miro tries to cover up Sable and Sable slaps him and JR says that she has slapped the marvellous one like he's a deity. <laughs> <laughs> the marvellous one. <laughs> yeah, I think we, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, you, you know what? You know actually was very, very, like this is like pure creepy what they did. Very good marketing, by the way. Uh, because Sable has got the famous handprint uh, bikini, yeah. what they did was is that you know the way they can't show video footage of the pay-per-views until like X amount of weeks yeah. afterwards when they're like order the replay of Fully Loaded Now and they showed Sable taking it off the top in still images but then they put blurs over For the handprints so and you have your Jerry going ah! so they were like mate she proper gets her, her yeah. boobs out in this show you should order it you yeah. know it, clever and misleading. Like, th- th- this bikini contest and what Sable is wearing made it into the f- the countdown of the fifty most OMG moments. Yeah. Of WWE. You know, you can do you can do a bikini. You know, this you can do a bikini contest yeah. and it not be as lecherous as this. Like 
I mean, you know, bikini contests, they are what they are. They're all, I mean, like, obviously now with the PG and whatnot, they're going to be around. But the best time they ever did the bikini contest where they were just, like, ways for the characters to show what their characters were, you know. And then they start brawling or something. Yeah, it was just, like, a little, like, kind of, oh, this is what, you know, they are like. It was a teensy little bit of character. But this is just, it's fucking horrible. It's just, like, people are going to look back on that as, like, a real dark, horrible thing. But, again, the fans in the crowd, you know, they're all going mental for it. Yeah, it's the most noise they make all night. Main event time: Mankind and Kane versus Undertaker and Austin. Undertaker shows up, obviously. I haven't yeah. saw that coming. There yeah. he is. Whose side is he on? Confusing promo. Yeah. Confusing yeah. promo. You may have cost Steve Austin the WWF Championship. Undertaker's got a chair. Oh, Undertaker's chair in Austin. Oh God, Austin is busted. He is busted open. And the Undertaker is putting the referee back in the ring. Did I get busted open? You're damn right, but it was the Undertaker that did it. Will you give me the rematch tonight? Stunner uncaged a phenom that the World Wrestling Federation could not contain. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's the Undertaker. A man from the dark side is back with evil and nasty intentions. You evil, diabolical excuse for a human being. has been fully loaded with questions of where the Undertaker's loyalty lies. Are you and your brother Kane in cahoots? Mankind was going to mail the Undertaker, but Kane took the chair away. Answer me, damn it! You can go to hell. Inside cradle. That'll be it. That'll be all. There's oh, Austin. Wait a minute. Whoa. Undertaker. Undertaker pull Austin out. That's got to answer your question right there. The Undertaker and Kane. Is it going to be you and me against two opponents? Or is it going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin against three opponents? All I want to know is where the hell you're coming from. Now we're going to find out. You go to hell with him. What? Either way you look at it, I'm rolling in to Fully Loaded to beat somebody's ass whether I got help or not.
going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker against Mankind and Kane, or is it going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin versus all three of them? That's what I would like to know. The only person who you know where they stand is Mankind. You know that Mankind likes Vince and Mankind likes Kane. Other than and Austin hates everyone. Yeah. Other than that, complete confusion. Ridiculous. And so they don't know. Wishy washy and very unnecessary. wishy washy. We get the recap, yeah, and the, the the one cool thing that's coming from this is like we said, it's starting hell in the cell, is that Taker is now going you know, too far and they've shown the clips of him. You know, killing people in matches, just going way overboard. Doing Referring to himself as the Lord of Darkness. Yeah, and if they're still calling him the Conscience of the WWF, which is funny. Uh, cool recap to a moment, though, where he dressed up as Kane, mm. which, of course, made everything even more confusing, because yeah. you're like, oh, Kane has done this, and then it's like The Undertaker in disguise. And, you know, that is a pretty cool moment, I suppose. Uh, another cool thing about the recap video is that we get a brief glimpse back to when Shawn Michaels was on commentary when he was made a permanent addition to the commentary team for one and a half weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Comes back one week, he's like, that's right, the heartbreak kid is back, I'm on commentary. And Jim Ross is like, when are you going to come back and wrestle? And it's like awkward, and he's uh, clearly out of his fucking mind on pills. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then the second week, he only came out for the main event. Uh. And then the third week, he never did commentary again. Bad idea. HBK is a tragic figure at this period. It's yeah. sad. We know now it's Undertaker and Austin at SummerSlam. Can we at least pretend that this show matters at this yeah. point? Yeah. This main event is just a raw... It's a raw main it event. It is a raw match, yeah. yeah. This match actually wouldn't even be that good for a raw the main event. The two main event is, feuds are basically switching off against each this other. This is. We basically reviewed a Monday Night Raw here, I think. That's yeah. really what it feels like. Uh, Taker comes out to his new Ministry of Darkness music. Oh, yeah, I like it was the first music. time I'd heard it. Yeah, uh, it was this, quite this, the version of this, though, has got jingle bells in it. Did you notice? <laughs> no, it's no. like... Dun, 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 and then it's like... <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. It's like, you know... Two men in this match are completely fucked from injuries. That being Mankind and Austin. Austin's knees are giving him issues. His neck is giving him issues. His elbow is giving him issues. Yeah, he had that staff infection, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, Mankind is fucked as well from injury. And then the other two guys are doing zombie no-cell gimmicks. It's a pretty yeah. bad match. Yep. Worst match you could expect from these four men. Yeah, yeah. there's a sign just says who farted. Um, that's that's what oh. I picked Vince up. Vince Russo farted and this pay-per-view came out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, unfortunately, because of the way it is, because you're doing the whole Austin and Undertaker aren't communicating well, Mankind ends up handling the bulk of this match. Yeah. And he can the tell... The person who shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, exactly. Could, you guys, could you guys tell... His noticeable slowdown. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Definitely. He needs a break. He really badly needs some time off here. Mm. Uh, we get um, hot tag from Austin. Austin kills Kane. Austin Foley do the double knockdown spot. Now, we said this before, which is when you do the double knockdown spot and no one is like, come on, get up to your feet. And when no one cares, it's a bad sign. Oh, that's happened here. Austin has always been like, Austin in peril. It doesn't work, does it? No, no, he needs to be the strong guy. He can't yeah. be like a little underdog or anything. It, it's it's kind of weird. Big yawn fest. Kane chokes Sam's Austin. He goes for the tombstone, which obviously means the end of the match is coming. Yeah. Austin stuns Kane. Austin stuns Mankind. Taker very reluctantly tags in, comes in, wins. New tag team champions. That's the end. What what is this pay per view? Seriously, that, that was an abomination. That I was felt actually one of the worst, maybe, maybe the, the worst, worst, maybe worst, maybe yeah, the worst, worst pay-per-view I've ever seen. Then he just doesn't even give the other belt to Austin; just walks off. And yeah. then, then we're treated to the exclusive exclusive footage. Oh yeah, we watched the, the VHS rip, the, didn't the, we? The exclusive footage of uh, 
Undertaker walking backstage past uh, DX. He sees his, he nods at DX, just walks into a back room, just turns to the camera and says, go away. That's the exclusive footage. Sure glad I got it on VHS <laughs> today, King. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Um, there Match you go. of the night. <laughs> That's probably yeah. the quickest time we've ever done the main event. Yeah, just like, you know, no, what, no, what can we I, say? I can, I can, can begin say? to say this main event is really, really bad. It's, yeah. no, it's if, awful. If you made this like even a triple thread tag match with... Um, with the, with the outlaws they even. could carry it and then a little you bit know, yeah. you oh, could have dreadful. put in guys from the nation Just they did that eventually something else something else I feel so bad for the people who paid <coughs> to go see this yeah imagine yeah. the disappointment because yeah. after like the King like, of the Ring the month the before the coming team? from a man who went to Wrestlemania 25 like <laughs> I can, uh, <laughs> can empathise somewhat no, the month before was King of the Ring so you'd be thinking like oh that pay-per-view was awesome I'm going to go and see the next one the second I can and then you know what this it. is I could be wrong for saying it but this just seems like they're coasting it yeah. seems yeah. very much like they're kind of like, you know, last month you had a guy fall off hell in the cell. Let's you take know. it easy for a little while. Yeah, let's take it easy for a little while. I mean, it's... If I take it easy, just like pull no punches and just pull out some shit. Mm. So yeah, match of the night, Match guys. of the night and <laughs> MVP. Uh, this is a really fucking tough decision. Adam, match of the night. I don't know. The, the dungeon match, it was different, I guess. It was like, you know, unique. They had some kind of cool spots in it. Dan really? Seven was there. Yeah. yeah. Who now follows us on Twitter? Yay! <laughs> Yay! Dan Seven. Thank you. We didn't even have to send up a cheesecake. You just did it regular. <laughs> uh, MVP. I, I don't know. I literally have nothing to say. I really There don't wasn't know. a single person on the entire show who I, maybe. I think there are a couple of people who. Bradshaw for that incredible clothesline. I mean, yeah. his performance was all right. X-Pac and D-Lo both did a good job. Maybe D-Lo Brown, actually. I never thought yeah, I'd say D-Lo yeah, Brown yeah. would be my actual MVP, but this is a really yeah. tough call, so... Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 yeah I'm going to go D-Lo, I think. Billy, match of the night. Again, I think it's the dungeon match, um, purely for the fact that, you know, it was something different and, you know... Novelty. I, it, was, it was entertaining. Yeah. I was entertained by the match. I was, yeah. It wasn't good by any stretch of imagination. <laughs> well, it wasn't it a wrestling was, match. It wasn't a wrestling no, match. It was, it was like a stunt scene from a movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, yeah, I'd say that was match of the night. And then MVP. MV, MVP D'Lo Brown. I'd say D'Lo Brown or JR. But even at the even to his degree, I know, I feel JR, JR wasn't on top form. I found, particularly in the main event, JR was very obviously trying to make it seem like what you were watching was bigger than what it was. Yeah. There was a point in the main event where Austin hits Kane with the chair, and they were just like, they were. It was nothing special. It was just a regular old chair shot. But Jr. was like, "Oh, good guy!" Oh, you know, it's like, yeah. And that was one of the first times ever where I'm kind of like, "Wow, Jr. can sometimes just flip that switch and just kind of pretend like yeah. it's an amazing moment." Yeah. But I think genuinely, like the the person who put the most effort in and actually, you know, actually tried to be entertaining. To this crap audience of nine thousand, D'Lo Brown. Yeah, he he was the only person who I could see who who cared yeah. enough to do. That's something. honestly what I think it is. It just felt like everyone who fought in this one night was just like just it was, complete apathy. Just didn't care. It yeah. was like having a whole pay view of Randy Orton's. It was just a, a <laughs> whole exactly, yeah, Randy Orton's. running through the motions. Do you think it was because it was such a small card, so it's just a small house that they're like? No, oh, I think it. it's because they they put out utter shit. The, the card. But no, do you think they would? I mean. There's only like eight or nine thousand there. They're not trying as hard. Yeah, I mean, if there was like yeah. forty thousand. Well, no, yeah, I suppose. There, yeah, it could be that. It could be that, but that's obviously but, I mean, a bad the bo- attitude the, the to booking, follow. The booking wasn't great to start yeah, off with. Never true. mind the matches themselves. Yeah. Kevin, match of the night and MVP. <laughs> match of the night. <laughs> Fucking hell. Slim pickings here. I've just been going back through my notes, hoping that some amazing match I forgot about. Mm-hmm. Um. <sighs> Dungeon match, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say D-Lo and X-Pac, but I mean, 
it it had boring moments. Stilo was yeah. good in it, but it was boring. MVP, Mankind maybe for just yeah. kind of like yeah. For actually, for being I mean, there. if mankind stood in the apron for the whole night, I would have, uh, I wouldn't have had any Problem issues with that. With that. No, he, but he actually, he's the man who did the, like, he, he did carried a, the match. He did a table spot with Austin, like you know, he 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 took a licking in this match. He took, yeah. he he was pinging around for Austin. So yeah, mankind, I suppose. Fucking awful pay per view. What a shit night. So so bad. That is that is. I apologise to the listeners that we haven't had any, you know, anything more to talk about really. But there's there's nothing. I mean, there's literally nothing positive to say. It's it's no. one of the worst pay per views. Unforgettable. Of the edge here. Yeah. What do we have next? Uh, well, you're happy to know, Adam, that we are now officially on the highway to hell. Yeah, because next is SummerSlam. Oh yeah. ACDC oh, highway to hell. Of course, Which that amazing program. After uh, the next one, that'll have covered the first half a year of the Attitude Era. That is true. Correct, yeah. yes. But yeah, now we get the cool things that are coming now. They do this amazing uh, ACDC Highway to Hell playing to like Austin and Undertaker. It's, it's shot like a movie. Them like walking through this like post apocalyptic New York. I think I've seen it. Yeah, I think I've seen it. Put it on the really Facebook cool. page. It is like, if anything, it's got me jazzed for this next pay per view. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's a good one. So, high yeah. hopes. High hopes. SummerSlam coming up. It's Austin and Undertaker. But whose side is he on? <laughs> <laughs> and as always, I thank you for listening to the Attitude Era podcast. If you're catching us on SoundCloud or on iTunes, you can now get us on Stitcher Radio as well. Be sure to check us out there. As always, you can always help us out by leaving a rating or a review on iTunes. That is the best way you can help the show. You can go over and like us on Facebook as well at facebook.com forward slash the Attitude Era podcast where we put in news, trivia, goofs and gaffes from the Attitude Era. And of course, our favorite place to be is on Twitter at AE Podcast. Dan Severn follows us. You should too. So does the Blue Meanie. So does Headbanger Thrasher. <laughs> it's literally a cornucopia of Sunday Night Heat mid-cards. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I log into the Twitter, it's just like, boom. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. That's it for me and Adam and Billy. Thank Thanks. you for listening. Thanks. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Sorry. We'll have, a, we'll have a better time next Sorry. time. Sorry. <laughs> we shouldn't have to end a podcast with an apology. Well, no, we Sorry had fun. We had, we, we had fun. Uh, hopefully we're going to make some people laugh at that. We had fun. And that is all that matters. <laughs>
Off the ropes! <laughs> 